0: Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard.
1: Hey, I am your host. I am here, and I absolutely love it when they say that this is all our opinion and stuff. It's true, it is, and it's been our opinion and our activity for the last 20, this is the 24th year that we've been creating dialogues and having conversations, and what we're talking about today is how do you how do you stand tall in an unstable world? What are the uh, around us? We're being told every minute that this is going. There's going to be an earthquake. There's cyclones. We're watching devastation on television. We're watching prices go up and incomes to go down. And gasoline doing what it's doing. And I don't get into it. I'll do a show on that one. So you're listening to Waking Up in America. I'm Dr. Valerie Ann Kirkard. I been a firewalker, an Olympic torchbearer, and um, these dialogues, as I as I've mentioned, have been on the air since nineteen eighty seven. We want to thank our sponsors, Emergency Management Solutions, also known as EMS Global One, Jason Winter T, an LA Lifestyle and you have the and normally I have a wonderful baritone announcer and friend on Waking Up in America and CW Wright, for those of you who are listening for his voice poor guy went to the dentist yesterday and he um, sounds like he's got a mouth full of mush, so I told him just to drink some Jason Winter tea and take it easy. And Jason Winter tea, we thank you because Jason Winter tea actually strengthens the immune system and helps you clear things up um, faster. When your immune system is strong, you can avoid a lot of the horrible conversations of some of the things you might hear about or cancer or different kinds of um breakdowns of an of the physical system or stress or whatever and when you drink a tea that actually strengthens the immune system, the drama stops coming into your life, okay? And you can miss that drama by just feeling good. And I know that as we speak, I bet you C W's got a couple of Jason Winter tea next to him. LA lifestyle actually you love these guys. Um they really have good discount prices on all the vitamins and things that you might need to supplement and have a healthy life, and they pay spe- special attention to making sure that they take care of the military and seniors. So check out LaLifestyle.com and um, let our sponsors know that d- that you've heard about it here on Waking Up in America. You have the right.com. I'm going to tell you if you missed Winston Strout's conversation on Accepted for Value. Yesterday, uh, on the 22nd, you can send me an email at val at mailhouse.com, uh, and you can find out how to participate in these great seminars and the replays and things that are happening because there's all kinds of ways, legal, legitimate ways of having your, your, um, your financial world shift. Uh, FBI actually came and visited me on Friday and um, they're going to be listening to us here on Waking Up in America, and I'm rather delighted to hear that because, frankly, I think they'll appreciate the updates that we have here about what's happening in the world and what we're doing because we're actually, by the time they left, I had them in my office holding the Olympic torch and doing Sidious, Altius, Fortius. They were great guys. They had a good conversation, and I hope they got all the information they wanted from me because I told them, um, if there was anything violent going on in the world associated with our name wasn 't us, so um, our conversation went on for about an hour hour and a half, and um, I feel as though everything that we're that we stand for in the republic we 're standing for the right things we 're standing for the law we 're standing for the constitution we 're standing for the Bill of rights, and everybody on this radio program stands for those things and um, the rest of it, somebody else is doing that if there's any threats or anything like that because we're operating in the law, through the law, at the highest degree that we know how and I really feel that we have God's blessing too because we're just peace puppies. So I know that you guys love listening to Waking Up in America. I get emails from you every week about how terrific uh, what we're offering is and I just really want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for spreading the word. We totally appreciate that. Uh, and here's the deal. Today we're going to have an open dialogue on what it is to be standing up tall in, in in these challenging times. If you want to ask a question while we're on the air, you can actually send me an email at val at wakingupatamerica.com. And in case you're listening to a replay, know that today is March the 23rd, and that's actually the only day I can receive emails and ask your question on the air, so I get I can tell when the replays are because I get your emails during the week. So here's the deal. It's March 23rd. Want to hear the live show? It's Wednesdays at noon Pacific. So want to send me an email at val at com. Now torchbearers are gathering all over the world to join us and to light our torches for freedom and awareness. So, uh, you may join all the torchbearers that are already holding that torch high. And by the way, one of the things you need to know is the higher you hold the torch, the lighter it gets. And the torchbearer is Sidious Altius Fortius, which is swifter, higher, and stronger. And what we did is added Avec Amour, which is with love. So we took a little Latin and blended it with French. And there you go. Hi- Sidious Altius Fortius Avec Amor. Bob Cercosta of the Home Shopping Network says what we're doing radio that would change the world. You can help us do that. We have a Pledge of Allegiance 2001. Um, you may join me in that right now. I took it upon myself to update the current pledge. So I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Republics of America and to the freedom for which we stand, 50 republics under God, one community, indivisible, with peace, opportunity, and prosperity for all. So there you go. C.W., God bless you. Um Dear Heavenly Mother and Father and Spirit that is there, whether you be Buddhist or whether you look in my image, I happen to wear a cross around my neck, so I'm looking at this Heavenly Spirit around us and I look through eyes that that look to Christ um wherever your eyes look if you're looking for the higher power bring that in and bless this program and the people that listen to this program and the vibrations and the echoes through the universe of what it is that we're speaking about today and know that um ken cousins who's on the show will be talking more about it later but one of the things that he was talking about was that what we're going through now is a healing crisis so dear heavenly spirit May we come through that healing crisis in the highest and most powerful way possible. Uh, blessed be, and thank you so much. And on the air today, with us today, we have Kelby Smith, who will be talking about re-inhabiting the Republic globally. We have Debbie Ringchop. I was going to ask her to um, let us know something about the philanthropic aspects of what we're about uh, Dr. Rutledge, you and I were talking about so many things before the program. Uh, we've got a lot of interesting information for you today on how to enjoy these times that we're going through so much. Uh, and as I said, Ken Cousins has <laughs> got some interesting things for you today. So jumping right into this conversation, Dr. Rutledge, uh, you and I were talking about how um, red wine actually contributes to a number of things. One of them is this actually improves radiation, and you were also saying that radiation in low dosages is actually a beneficial thing. Would you care to say more about that?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it really just gets down to uh, the old saying about paracelsus, is, uh the dose determines the poison. And that's true of all substances, uh, whether it be salt or water or radiation or air or oxygen or CO2, What you name it. Um, a lot of studies, are something called hormesis and what, what that means is a low dose of something can actually stimulate the immune system so uh, on that basis you don't want to keep your child uh, in a bubble away from things because their immune system will never properly develop. Little small doses of things actually make them stronger. And that's, just, that's the truth, and the same thing with radiation. It's I actually just linear. want to pop something
1: in there, um, Dr. Redledge. The, recently, a man from an emergency hospital told me that they were having more and more problems with kids coming in from, from things that never would have bothered them 50 years ago because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. It's like they're not being exposed to things because pe- parents are being overly protective of their children, so their immune systems never get a chance to build.
2: Well, it is, and that's one of the things that uh, we do on the show that I love is dispel, you know, a lot of myths and, and things. Um, I had a patient write to me uh, that lives uh, actually in Los Angeles. She's in the entertainment business, so what can she do to protect herself from the radiation? And I, quite <laughs> frankly, said that go outside and breathe and, and take it all in. It will be very helpful to you. And uh, she was a little shocked by that, but it was the truth, and I uh, sent her some links and things about hormesis. And so, you know, people that live around uh, nuclear reactors, we talked a little bit about that. There's a big difference between nuclear power and a nuclear bomb. The radiation that is put out by uh, a nuclear bomb is nothing. Uh, is no comparison to small emits of radiation. Uh, there's radiation everywhere. And so low background level radiation is definitely scientifically proven to, uh, help the body. We're bringing that all the way back around to resveratrol, which is in wine. Now there's many great aspects about wine. It's, uh, it's an anti-stress, if you will. It makes, it helps you chill out. It has antioxidant values, which, uh, help reduce, uh, body aging. And the resveratrol in it, or uh, proanthocyanidins, which come from the skin of the what grape. What's that
1: word again? Proantho-what? Right.
2: Pro- proanthocyanidins. You say such uh, a Well, it's just a <laughs> big fancy word for a helpful thing that's in the skin of the grape. Um, and the, all these types of things help uh, prevent the cells from, from going through uh, changes and, and making them strong.
1: So uh, does anybody else want to comment Comment on that Kelby or Ken or um, Deb?
3: Oh I just want to say I love it when Dr. Rutledge talks dirty to us
1: don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Listen I know exactly what you're talking about the first time he was telling me that DDT could actually benefit you it was like I I went and I went God am I really supposed to let this guy on the radio? (laughs) I
2: love that
1: you know it was like now wait a minute he sounds really intelligent you know, and then well, we well,
3: I don't know if we can go that far.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, all joking aside, uh, that's a perfect lead into what I wanted to bring up, as you mentioned uh, that um, we before the show started, we were talking about the nature of what's called a healing crisis. And uh, hormesis is, of course, related to the, uh, the category of something called homeopathy. And in homeopathy, uh, things that would be normally toxic or poisonous, like arsenic or sulfur or things like that, are taken down to a very, very, very low threshold. In fact, a homeopathic remedy actually, in most cases, doesn't even have any physical molecules left of what the substance was. Really? So, yeah. Um, hmm. And uh, I don't know if we want to go into all the detail, but basically... You do a potentizing, so you take a, um, let's say arsenic, which would normally in a larger dose, in a macro gross scale, uh, would poison somebody. But if you take arsenic and you do one part arsenic to ten parts water, that's one X in homeopathy. You uh, you um, you mix it up, you suscitate it, um, and um, and then you have one X. Then you take a one part of that with 10 parts water, do it again, you have 2x, and on and on. And it's proven that at 23x, there are no more physical molecules of the original substance in in the homeopathic water. And most homeopathic remedies start at 30x. But what it does is it stimulates the opposite of what the gross amount would be to cause the healing to start. And what it does is it what's usually usually the first response is a healing crisis and a healing crisis is the exaggeration it appears like the symptoms get worse why because it's reversing the symptoms and removing it from the organism or the human body and starting to heal it because so are you
1: of, are you implying that that's what's happening in the world right now that we're actually well, having a healing crisis and we're headed in the right direction is that the implication
3: absolutely absolutely i mean what what's happening look around us we see more uh negative things what we would call evil running rampant uh which obviously it appears that is definitely the case uh, whether you call it evil or just you know anti-life activities what have you all these things are being by the collective uh imperative that's emerging through us as a collective as a human race and the the spirit of life on the planet, we are um, basically purging and cleansing it out of the collective body. So we can look at what's going on today as a healing crisis. I like that. Yeah, instead of the breakdown. Obviously, things have to break down if they don't support... Uh, the well-being and the health of the organism. And if you allow it to continue to break down, of course, it can cause disease or even ultimately health. So it does require us collectively, and that's what we're doing on the show, that's what we're doing through the Republic, that's what many, many people are doing worldwide, is focusing the awareness that we have on these things. Instead of polarizing with it, we're, in effect, uh uh, embracing it and allowing it to rise to the surface so we can clean it, purge it, and cleanse it and end up with a healthier world and a healthier human, human race.
1: I'll take that as a great place to see if Kelby or Debbie wants to put anything in here. You there, Kel? Mr. Smith? Get off that mute button. <laughs> I know you were on the mute button.
4: Yeah, you know, you, you put me after two of the smartest guys in the world. You're really trying to make me look like a schmuck. I understand what you're, <laughs> you're
1: to Okay, now that I you've got say, done with the self depreciation. Pardon?
4: so <laughs> what can I say after those two guys talk?
1: So, how is all this affecting you? You're a guy, you're, you're married, you've got kids, you hear about earthquakes, harp machines. Solar flares, DDT, all, whatever—all of this stuff is. How are you dealing with that as a father and member of the republic and
4: all well, In my typical form, I, I get ready first and ask questions and learn later. Um, we bought uh, we bought a series of product uh, from a guy that uh, worked at the Chernobyl event. Um, we heard that in three days uh, we were going to have radiation levels that were going to wipe out mankind. And, you know, you don't ever know what to believe with all the disinformation, but it, it's good to know it's on the countertop and it's ready to go in the event something happens. Um, and then I hear my my good buddy, uh, the doctor over there, talking about the fact that I should have gone outside and taken a bunch of deep breaths and allowed my immune <laughs> to it.
1: But that was because the radiation level report that you got was distorted, okay?
4: Well, obviously, obviously. Um, and, and we don't, you know, quite honestly, Dr. Val, we've been doing a lot of investigations. Uh, the irony is why are some of these radiation websites going down? Um, are they reporting accurate numbers? Is Japan reporting accurate numbers? We never really know. Uh, both of my kids are sick right now. I mean, really, really sick. Came out of nowhere in the last 24 hours. Flu. Um, one of them's got spots on his tonsils, and they are not. They are not like this. They've been healthy kids, but for the last month, month and a half, one has had a severe cough, and the other one has had uh, on and off flu and cold and fever. And I don't know what to attribute that to. We're not feeding him. Uh, well, this last week he had it in a couple birthdays uh, to deal with. But the, p- the point is, is he's. He's just been affected by the environment, so I don't know what to attribute that to, but it's worrisome as a parent.
1: Well, we did a, we've did we done a lot of work on chemtrails, and you may want to take a look at what goes on with that. Um, there's a lot of things happening. And uh, Did you have anything that you wanted to say about this, Dr. Rutledge?
2: Well, I do, and I wanted to address that uh, just a, a bit, a bit uh, furthering what Ken said. Yes, um, you can see it also as uh instead of getting sick see it as a purging a detox when children get sick quote unquote sick or you get sick what's happening is the body has just had enough it's taken on enough of whatever whether it's through diet or breathing or drinking in crap whatever you're doing um you get to a certain uh breaking point if you will and everyone's different with that and so toxins if you will uh, whatever you deem those to be, reach a certain level, and then the body has to fend them off. And wherever your weak system is, whether that be genetics or, or what have you, is where you will break down. For instance, uh, some children get earaches. Some children get stomachaches. Uh, some people always had sore throats. Some people get a sore knee. It just depends on where you are. So uh, when you get back to the, the word healing, heal actually uh, means uh, to make whole or recognize whole. And so when you're fending off or detoxing or quote-unquote sick, you're actually coming back to wholeness. So what do we do? What does a doctor do that understands detox? They facilitate it. Uh, they help it happen. Now, you don't want to push it too hard sometimes because, you know, the old term, if the, heat, if the heat's too hot, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> you don't want to push someone too hard that way, but you can... Use certain substances to help the body purge itself, uh, like enzymes.
1: What would be a substance, maybe, to help the body purge itself?
2: Well, like enzymes or digestive enzymes or uh, anti inflammatory type enzymes that you can use, uh, probiotics, things that, you know, the good bacteria that are in yogurt. A lot of those things you can use to facilitate and push through a detox. Now, if you're overwhelmed with certain bacteria, Sometimes you need to use an antibiotic, and that helps one detox as well. Uh, so, don't feel bad. Don't think of being sick as as something. Now, there's a different. There's a difference when you're constantly being sick. Well, maybe you're just built up and you're a toxic waste dump. I worked <laughs> with one lady from the East Coast that she, she literally detoxed for two years.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, but when she came
2: out of the other side, she's rarely been sick. Uh, since, and that's about three or four years ago, but it took, she, she was a 50-year toxic waste dump.
1: You know, I actually, I've actually celebrated my illnesses, and I, I don't normally talk about this on the air, but there's times that I almost wish I did get sick. Now, mind you, that's not a request from the universe, because I'm really <laughs> feeling good right now. But I've always noticed that after an illness, and the last time I was sick was a couple of years ago, and it lasted for 10 days, what I noticed at the end of that time was that my consciousness was way advanced from what it had been 10 days before, and I had that recollection from about three or four years before. So it's like somehow it almost felt like I burned the garbage out and somehow my I felt like my IQ increased. I know that's a funny thing to say, but you might want to take a look at that if you're not feeling well, um, what actually you feel like afterwards, because what you were describing with that lady sounds really good. I uh, want to mention here that you're listening to Waking Up in America. You're, we're on the air with Debbie Ringchop, who is about to make a peep shortly, uh, Dr. Rutledge, Ken Cousins, and the ever-terrific... Mr. Kelby Smith and maybe this call today, Kelby, was just so that you could relax a little bit about what your kids are going through and um, you can actually go over to our website at wakingupinamerica.com and you can see all the editors there and you can see how to click on the website and send them an email and Dr. Rutledge, at this moment could you just give your telephone number a couple of times because I think people might like to check with you on some of the things they've heard
2: Sure, absolutely. Uh, my office number is 818- 761-4687. Say 1-8-761-4687 and I'd be happy to speak with anyone for uh, a 10 minute consultation about anything, um, no matter what it is, uh, health related or not. If I don't know the answers, I'll point you in the right <laughs> direction to those that do.
1: And he's got good help. And besides what we've mentioned today, his movie Three Billion and Counting is about DDT. You really should check it out and find out that what you think about DDT. Odds aren't, isn't true, okay? So we unfortunately, the guy's too talented, and we don't have a chance to handle everything on each radio show, but definitely check out Three Billion and Counting. Um, it's it's really interesting what's going on here. There was a meeting yesterday with... Um, what is his name, Strout? Um, gosh darn it. Winston Strout actually was telling people how to do Accepted for Value, and I'm sure that he's had quite a bit of success with that based on what Tad was saying. So what you want to do is you actually want to check out Tad Patterson. Uh, he He's on the website at youhavetheright.com. And interestingly enough, he's got all kinds of um, recorded uh, seminars that have been put on by great people he's got a whole bevy of things that he offers to you so that you can actually you have the right actually says he's telling you what you have the rights for that you don't know you have the right for The things that you f- you may find the conversation about radiation as shocking as you will find the conversation about d d t but you will also find the conversation about your rights just as amazing. There are so many things that you don't know that you think you know or that you don't even know you don't know and what we're here for is to give you an opportunity and education so that in the coming year you can actually have a different experience and you can find out ways to deal with the banks and different organizations in the world who have been certainly taking advantage of you okay so it's really important that you go to our website wakingupinamerica.com and uh, check it out And C.W. was actually going to tell you about the Triangle of Life. He's Emergency Management Solutions, okay? So at Emergency Management Solutions, I said, will you please talk about the Triangle of Life? Because when I got a... I actually got a letter from the County of Los Angeles, um, the mayor's office, about six months ago. And it was talking about the Triangle of Life. And it... Basically, what it said was, is that you get to get down, say, in my day, you were supposed to stand in a door jam or get under a desk if there was an earthquake, okay? So I got this thing from the mayor's office saying you were not supposed to stand under doorways and you were not supposed to get under desks. You were supposed to lie next to a couch or lie next to a desk so that when the ceiling came down, you would not be crushed. Well, I was outraged because this is not what I had been told and I had been through emergency drills. So I called up the mayor's office to tell them that it was outrageous that they were spreading this incorrect information around to find out that I was the one that was outdated. And many of you, when I bring up the triangle of life, will say, I don't think so. We'll do think so, because what they're finding now in Japan and different places where there have been bad earthquakes are the kids that were in the aisle next to the desks are the ones that, al- that are alive, and the ones that were under the tables and under their desks, many of them are the ones that were crushed. So, I, CW, I hope I covered that properly Debbie or Kelby or Dr. Rutledge or Ken is there anything you want to add to triangle of life Grand silence I guess not
0: Not so, the triangle of life I mean that's pretty it makes sense I mean yeah we were all trained to to get under things but it makes sense that if, it, if something's going to collapse it's going to collapse there and if it's solid and you're next to it, there's less likelihood of something collapsing into you, but you do have to get pretty close to something so that it doesn't <laughs> hit you. Maybe still put pillows around you or, I don't know, something between you and flying debris?
1: I don't know. I mean, this I, mean, this is, I don't know that you have the time, mm-hmm. uh, how much time you have. I think it's just important not to end up in a doorway.
0: Well, I, I remember riding many earthquakes before and literally you couldn't walk in many cases. And a lot of times you were knocked off your feet to the ground. So it was like you're right there. What do you do? Um, you ride it out sometimes. You, you can't get up and actually take steps. So you should, what, roll over to, to roll up against something then kind of maybe? Yeah.
1: I look for the nearest couch. Get, yeah. get next to it. The important thing is get next to it and don't get in the doorway.
2: You yeah, have Dr. Rutledge here? Yes, Dr. Rutledge. Uh, yes, I, have, uh, I wanted to expand upon that, you know, uh, the triangle of life and, you know, uh, standing up tall in a, a quaking, shifting world, if you will, uh, bringing that back to uh, your, you know, your stability and your peace and everything uh, comes from within you and when you uh when you know that uh and not look to outside sources uh for your happiness or your peace or your strength uh you look from within uh through the creator or god or the spirit or whatever you want to call it then you walk safely then you walk on holy ground if you will um, anywhere you go uh and so that to me, is part of the triangle of life, is within yourself. And when you're able to do that, you can f- face all kinds of adversity. You may not know what you're going to face, but when you when you know that you'll be led in the right direction, it's a, it's a tremendous uh, relief uh, to one to know that they have that power within themselves.
1: That's yeah, very touching. I was actually thinking that what you were talking about is a <clears throat> conversation of, you know, faith and trust, that we're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and we might not have picked this as as our favorite trip, but hey, it's what we're doing. You know, a lot of exciting things are actually happening in the world, depending upon how you look at it. I was a millionaire in 2007, and I'm not a millionaire, I'm very much dependent on my friends and wisdom, and I was actually given advice by my son to go to the Vons market that was closing down, and we got our food for the week at 50% off because they're going to remodel the market, and every time I think we're not going to have enough money to pull it off, um, including the radio station when I didn't have the money to continue the radio show anymore, and they just love what we're doing, so they've given it to us, you know? So here we are, and we want to make a difference, and I want you to hear that our voices are strong, Okay. And if we sat here and gave you a list of the things that we could could complain about, what does that do? That just creates a low frequency. And um, Dr. Relage, I'm sure you would agree, um, frequency and um, thought actually have biochemical properties. So we're keeping ourselves happier and healthier by the quality of um, what it is that we're saying and thinking and how we're acting. We're not focusing on what we don't have. We're focusing on the gifts that we have. And I will tell you, Um, I actually bought a dishwasher last year and the dishwasher broke down and they've been having a hard time getting the parts for it. And I don't have to worry about that because I actually have, you know, a warranty on it, which I always buy when I buy stuff these days. But here's the interesting thing. My son and I have been washing the dishes. We never did that before. I used to wash the dishes with his dad and we used to dry them off and put them away and converse while we were doing it. And now John and I have become this hot dishwashing team, and I have to tell you, this thing that looks like maybe we lost something, we actually gained something. So take a look at what's there, because we've had a lot of goo and gadgets and things like that in the world. Hey, maybe they didn't make things easier for you. Maybe they just made it possible for you to drive yourself crazy. So as we're looking at all the things that are going on in the world, uh, let's look for the blessings in it. And the blessing I will say is, thank you, John, so much. I've really enjoyed washing dishes with you this week and putting them away. And also I feel like I have more contact with my life as we've been going through this. My little financial turnaround started in November of 2007, and I went from being a millionaire to three months later um, not being, totally not being okay, and being in foreclosure and all kinds of things. And I just keep listening the best that I know how. And so Dr. Rutledge has um, told you about, about faith, and I'm going to tell you about listening, because when you can really listen, you can actually hear that there are people out there that can help, and they will help. And there will be things that you'll hear that will make a difference, and you'll find out one more day. And I'm, I like to consider this a test, and I think the test... Uh, is almost over when it comes to people who are um, who have invested in dinar that happens to be one of the things that 's going on um, there 's different conversations on the planet that could totally change the situation that we 're going through so as Ken mentioned earlier, healing crisis, yeah, as Calby was saying, his kids are sick let 's see what happens when his kids get well. He may have his hands full uh. Kelby, did you want to give uh, some kind of a conversation on the republic, so we could know what's happening here? And Debbie, if you want to click, a, excuse me, click on that with um, Kelby as well. That'd be terrific. So, Kelby, yeah. the ball's in your court.
4: Thank you, Dr. Bell. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in the background, and and min- much of it is is day to day mundane stuff that you have to do. Uh, that is really too much to talk about on a radio show, but the reality is is that the progress is exponential Um, and it's it's kind of exciting to know uh, some of the stuff, some of the relationships that are being forged, some of the uh, meetings that are happening. Um, The big stuff that needed to happen like re-inhabiting the Republic in November, um, the the National wants to now move away from uh, being the spotlight, per se, and we want people to understand that the, the free states are the power. Uh, National is, is really just there to support them, and because there's a lot of people that are pointing fingers and accusations and rumors and these various things, the, the rumors are pretty easily stopped when people talk about funding and, uh, and those things, which we are actually very close to doing, but the rumors will stop when you actually say, you know what, a, a governor or uh, the people within a free state have every right to do whatever they want in their own mini nation. They can, they can gain funding, they can go out and develop a payroll system, uh, and, and so forth. But the reality is, is the focus needs to go back to we the people being self-governing and, and re-inhabiting on a county by county basis. Uh, which will build up the support and the enforcement that's needed. Because when you have 20,000 people in your free republic that are all working together as a community, there's nothing that the de facto can say to you. Um, you have so many people that are working together uh, under the law uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing that eventually the enforcement will become a natural uh, supplement to what they're doing. So we want to get the focus off of Tim and Tim only. And we want to put the focus on really everybody to get off, a, a and I don't want to say a welfare mentality because a lot of people are working very hard, but there's a lot of people that are waiting, and they don't need to wait anymore. They need to band together and figure out how and what they need to do in their state, whether it be handing business cards out or uh, developing a, a, a system like we did out here in California with the Republic Jamboree or whatever, but get busy. And that's really what I wanted to get across the board to everybody, um, to take the focus off and, and to re, you know, if you're gonna point fingers, remember you got three
1: more pointing back at you.
0: <laughs> that is such a rude
1: analogy and so perfect.
0: Yeah. I'd like to expand on that too. Oh please, Deb. The, uh, if we kind of go back a year ago, what our intent was, first of all, it's we the people of the entire Republic of the United States, not just of our little county, of our our state, or whatever. We are all people of the entire United States. And we have to remember that there's a unity thing. When Tim originally talked to us and said, you know, we need to get your county governors, or your counties in place, get your grand juries in place, that way we as a united front can all be working on the same issues at the same time. We have much more power if we do it united and not just think my little piece of the pie is all that matters. Getting my county in place, getting my county in place, my county, my, my, my.
1: My, 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 yeah.
0: Not my, 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 my. it's ours, and when you get a lot of them in place, and we're all working on a similar issue related to, say, foreclosure and some of the fraud that's going on in cases and things of that sort, then we have more power if we have 50 states all saying the same thing, and we have many counties and many grand juries working on the same thing, we have power as the people. So it's back to more than just my county or my state. We are my republic of the United States for the United States for the people. We are united, and again, united we stand and divided we fall. So we have to get past the my little piece of the pie But it is my responsibility to take a step and be part of it. And we can't wait for somebody else to do whatever we think needs to be done. Sometimes we need to do that little extra job ourselves. If you see there's a hole somewhere, jump in and, you know, throw in some kind of skill or find somebody else that has that skill and help fill a hole. Because we need people that can make, you know, take notes on meetings. We need people that can that can uh, inspire other people. We need people that that have buildings that people can meet at. I mean, we need all kinds of different things just to get all the structure in place. But I, I'm just so happy to be part of this republic and oh God, yes. of the people. But again, we've gotten so many people that have gotten so used to how the old system works, and they're still kind of caught in some of the old thinking. And it's like, oh, come on, let's... Let's look at what do we want to create. Let's do things we want in this world and try to get past the habits that we were ingrained with. Even, even when it comes to taking care of ourselves, how many people really have their earthquake kit together? This goes back to this emergency stuff that's been going on. I started looking around and saying, well, where did I put that radio, <laughs> the hand crank one? And I know I've got flashlights in a couple of places, but where are they? I I don't know that I have all the things in one place or in two different places, and I know where it is. Or,
1: Deb, check your batteries, it's, because
0: some that people whole do reality have it. Back in my head again. So I think that that's the whole thing is is start to open our eyes, look around, and take some action and say, what do I need to do to be organized, and then how do I participate?
1: Absolutely, and and you can go to EMS... Global One um, for more information on earthquake kits, but when Debbie was talking, it was like John and I started checking the earthquake kit tab, and some of the batteries were dead and you want to check the labels on the food because I put my first quick oh, kit yeah, together I, a couple of years okay. ago
0: so I because like, my my milk I had bought some of that organic milk that comes in the the cartons. It It's all just expired in February. It's like, oops, I'm, I'm trying to use them right yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah, replace some supplies. Yeah, you know, Steve's getting a lot of
1: milky stuff there. Hey, Ken Cousins, um, we're running out of time, and I don't want to run out of time on what you're up to here. Uh, mm-hmm. Ken's my go-to man for so many things, and one of them is, you know, he knows that I own dinar, and I try to ask him questions that he can answer on the radio. Um, So I don't know if you have a radio answer for what you think about dinar. Uh, You can say no if you don't. I don't want to challenge any -hmm. particular thing here. But I did think it was really interesting, too, the conversation we were having about how all the major banks are. Who owns the major banks? I thought that was kind of fun. So wherever you want to go with this, it's yours.
3: Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is, Val, I've got a great idea for you and your son to have a lot more fun. I've got like this whole pile of dishes over here. (laughs) And if you guys could come over, it would be so much fun to have you guys do our
1: dishes. I'm willing to swap you dishes for Silver Rounds, okay?
3: Oh, Silver Rounds. Oh, Silver Rounds. I'll swap you dishes (laughs) for
1: Silver Rounds.
3: What a segue. You had wanted me to mention that. I know. See how slick I am. Yeah, you are. Um, Just to let everybody know, probably next week or the week after, we will have a little announcement about the launching of a website, and we have been putting together a um, uh, some new designs and a production of one-ounce silver rounds. So for all of you, you who are or will be seeking a source for uh, converting Federal Reserve notes into silver, you will be able to find it right here on Waking Up in America. So watch for that.
1: You know, Ken, I heard that we're going to have to do some stuff fast, and I don't know if this is appropriate to discuss or not, but the currency of the U.S. is being revalued, right? Is that something we can lay on the air? Well, yeah, sure, but it's not really a correct term to say it's being
3: revalued. Um, Ultimately, I don't know that we know exactly what it's going to look like, but certainly there is a global revaluation and a shift into a, a new currency system, a new monetary system, what that's going to do to the United States currency or the Federal Reserve note uh, remains to be seen. But what we do know is the volume of uh, Federal Reserve notes in circulation has been increasing in the last 24 months. Exponentially. So what is that called? That's called inflation leading to potential hyperinflation. And there's no getting around that. You can look everywhere and you can see that. So the Federal Reserve note and the purchasing power of what we call US dollars is definitely decreasing. If it decreases, uh, significantly, that's a devaluation. Not necessarily a revaluation. It just simply means one dollar uh... in relationship to other currencies um it takes more dollars to get one unit whether it's a euro or a swiss franc or what have you So uh... it's all relative to the economic policies that have been being pursued and if the people out there think that the worst is over no the worst is not over it's going to get significantly more impacted um... how does that relate to the dinar uh... truthfully I don't know, because some people speculate that when the dinar revalues um, that the U.S. Treasury has trillions of dinars, well, that may or may not be true. You know, our hope is that it will help stabilize the U.S. currency because that will facilitate more smooth transition into what we're doing and for all of us to prepare for our future, whether that's with the Republic or otherwise. Um, But what i can definitely say is i am very confident that in the next 90 days we're going to see dramatic and unprecedented changes in world monetary currencies values um, and, and all the rest of it does that mean that the dinar is about to revalue well indications are that it's very close uh but it seems to be the the general uh, accepted point at this point in time that it's not just the dinar that's sort of the linchpin there is a total world currency revaluation about to take place
1: well wouldn't uh, um, now I'm just listening because I don't know that much about silver rounds but I know mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if everybody knows what a silver round is that we've been referring to silver rounds are are they like silver dollars or um, and the price of no, silver should go up or yeah. how does that all work? Well,
3: yeah, they're not silver dollars because dollars belong to the United States, and that's the legal tender and the currency of circulation. Uh, it used to be we had minted coins that had a very specific weight in silver. This goes back to the 1792 Coin and minted, Minting Act that established that so many grains of silver constituted one dollar. Because we call a dollar a piece of paper, but a dollar is a unit of measure. Uh, it's like saying, okay, I have a quart of milk, and then you take all the milk out, and now you have an empty plastic carton, and you call that a milk quart, okay, because it is a milk quart, but it has nothing in it. It used to be a dollar of silver. Now it is just a dollar, which has nothing in it. So silver rounds, when we refer to it, is simply a bullion uh, round, uh you could call it a coin but it's not a a um, you know a coin minted by a government it is simply a round um, uh piece of silver that has an exact weight of 1 ounce of pure silver in it
1: oh okay and and that's and when you say pure silver that's 99.9% fine or how does that work yeah. in this
3: world yeah it's called 0.999 fine and um and that's that's a standard uh, purity level. It just means pure pure bullion as opposed to see our silver dollars were actually only ninety percent silver. They had them yeah. so that they could you know endure being in people's pockets and all of that.
1: What do you mean endure? I mean
3: well, stand up to the, wear. Uh, yeah, we, you know, go through wear and tear of normal circulation.
1: Huh? Interesting. So it's actually done to strengthen it, not to depreciate it.
3: Right. It so, what are the banks?
1: <laughs> I'm really, I'm really are the intrigued. Banks? What I, I was talking before the program to Ken about how I had heard that the Bank of Scotland was owned by the Illuminati. He said, "Not quite. It's the Queen's Bank." And then I said, "Well, tell us about the banks because we have this idea that I think it's that we have a different idea than what they are." So, would you give us an update on how the banking system in the world works? <laughs>
3: An entire update, uh, in nine minutes.
1: No, seconds. in four but minutes or less, okay? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. uh,
3: I don't even know if I could address it. And, and how does it work? We don't have that time. But, uh, what we were talking about is that, uh, you can rest assured that every major bank that you are familiar with, the Bank of America, Chase, uh, JP Morgan, uh, Chase, uh, Citibank, all of them are owned by the major players on the world in the world for example Citibank do you know that Citibank started in 1791 when the United States chartered its first national bank it was called I did
1: not first know bank that
3: the, yeah it was the first bank uh of uh, first national bank of the United States and it was chartered for 20 years and it had that charter from 1791 to 1811 and it was not renewed in that charter in 1811 because at that time Jefferson was president and there was enough political strength to stop having a national bank. So they de it as a national bank and it was turned into a bank called City National. Hmm. And that existed in New York for the last 200 years. And it was owned by the Rothschilds and it is owned by them to this state. And then the War of 1812 was initiated because the Rothschilds were not happy that they lost their national bank because the (laughs) name of the game has always been control what's called a central bank of issue. And the first major central bank of issue on the planet was founded in 1694, and that's the Bank of England.
1: And what does a central bank of issue mean? It means it is
3: authorized exclusively as a central bank of a country to issue that country's currency okay so the federal reserve bank is now the central bank of issue of the united states the bank of england has been the central bank of issue since since sixteen ninety four for england so so anyways the war of eighteen twelve was started because uh, Jefferson and the people in control of the government at that time managed to block having that bank charter renewed. And so huh. the British, British as, uh, you know, basically vassals of the Rothschild banking system initiated the War of 1812 and the, the war was for two purposes. One, to force the renewal or the recreation of a new central bank uh, charter and secondly to uh get in there and destroy the records of the original 13th amendment.
1: And, and would you remind us of the 13th amendment right now?
3: Uh basically it said nobody who retains a title of nobility can also retain um, can hold a position of office or retain citizenship in the United States. So that would include esquire as a attorney at bar or bar uh oath-carrying uh attorney so the second bank, the Second National Bank of the United States, was rechar- was chartered in 1816, and it lasted for 20 years. And in 1836, Andrew Jackson was in the presidency, and he was an avowed enemy of the bankers in the central mm-hmm. bank. <clears throat> and there were actually two assassination
1: attempts. I was just going to ask you if he was assa- if there was an assassination attempt. Yep, one of them. That's what normally happens when presidents disagree with the banks. That's
3: true. And one of them, a pistol was pointed at him, at him and it, it misfired. Um, Whoa. So, but he survived and he managed to stop that bank. And there was not a central bank of issue, uh, created in the United States until 1913. And that was the Federal Reserve. And again, remember, there's that 20 year period, so 1913, 1933. What happened in thirty-three? The Federal Reserve became the creditor of the United States as the debtor in possession, and that's how they got a permanent uh, central bank to control the United States. currency. I've
1: got a question here. Do we have any information on what's going on with Bernanke at this particular time? I know there's been lots of conversations, but I don't know what's rumor and what's real. Uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't. I heard that com- he was asked to resign. I've heard a number of different things, that he did his job mm-hmm. well, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just curious if anything had come across your desk.
3: No, not that I've seen.
1: Well, keep your eyes on that, folks, because um, it's I, one of the reports I saw again said it was the biggest con of all times the Federal Reserve. And for those of you who haven't had the opportunity to read The Creature from Jekyll Island, um, it talks about 19... it's either 1913 or 1916 when the bankers got together. So you might be quite interested in checking that out. One of the things that we stand for here on Waking Up in America is we're going to have conversations, some of which will be totally true and others will be things that we opine uh, what we invite you to do is always to do your own research. We also invite you to write us, and I really want to thank Ron Hayes, who is actually um, a, does research for Waking Up in America, and he sent me um, an email this week that actually had the troops from Star Trek. Um, it had Captain Kirk and Leonard Nimoy fighting with, along with Scotty, the the infamous New World Order, and it's a trip. I love it, Ron. Thank you so much for sending that along. He scans through lots of emails and things and sends things that he thinks might be interesting. Dr. Yeah.
2: I have a question based upon that that spurred something. I read an article the other day, and oh, I'd to Let me like just finish ask...
1: this, because I want them to know that they can write me, and uh-huh. I will forward that email to you guys about... the the whole Star Trek troupe, and you're going to laugh your buns off, okay? So write me at val at wakingupinamerica.com, and um, I'll forward that to you. Okay, Dr. Rutledge, over to you.
2: Well, uh, I read an article the other day uh, where it said, is Gaddafi fighting a New World Order? And I'd like Kelby to comment, if he will, if he's still on the line, about that, uh, about the fact that uh, Obama has unilaterally uh, started dropping bombs on a sovereign nation that
1: never threatened us. I don't, we've got one minute left in the program. Dr. Relidge, I think you were bringing up an incredibly interesting conversation here. Um, so if you have a 30 second answer, Kelby, go for it. Otherwise, we're getting ready to do credits.
4: Uh, well, the, the only answer I have is, uh, there's, there's a opportunity for cash and oil and uh, there's no other good reason for it. It's it's an issue of um, they're they're issuing bad press release towards Gaddafi, and there's other information that's totally different. That a lot of the people like him. Um, it's a, it's a CIA op. We all know the CIA is in there. Uh, I, that's about all I can say in about 30 seconds. It's a bad <laughs> very deal. good.
1: So listen, we can pick this up again next week. Write us, let us know uh, what what you'd like to know more about. Once again, Val at WakingUpInAmerica.com. Remember, kick back, um, have your glass of red wine because it's good for your heart and it's good for stimulating you. And uh, we really want to thank you for listening today. And we want you to also check in with Tad at 888 888- Three nine zero five one zero four. that's 888-390-5104 and check it out send me an email at val at mailhouse.com and learn about your rights because you do have the right and what I want to do is this program has been brought to you by Kirkguard Media our radio partners coningcompany.com Dr. James Murphy and Memoriam God bless you Jim Dr. Valerie.com and doctor is all spelled out we thank our sponsors Uh, C.W. Wright of EmergencyManagementSolutions.org JasonWinnerT.com LALifestyle.com A big thanks to YouHaveTheRight.com and Ron Hayes, our research person. We really want to thank you again. And remember, write me if you want that Dr. Spock and Star Trek take on the New World Order. We also want to thank our team at Voice America, Jess Spadard, Nathan Jett, Oh, my goodness. Ruben Colon, he's actually on air with us today. And our, our announcer, Mike, who's partying out somewhere. Merci beaucoup to Ben Migen for our theme music, "All Most Ordinary People, and thanks to the FBI for making my week. Next week, invite a friend to listen and write us at val at wakingupatamerica.com and visit our website. Hey, Sidious Altheus Fortius, Rebecca Moore, and we thank uh, Debbie Ringchop, Ken Cousin, Kelby Smith, and the ever-popular Dr. Rutledge, we invite you to call, and we say, C.W., get better. I need your booming voice and your help over here. Take care. And tune in next week. Thanks for Hear listening. Hear the music, feel the dance. Hear
0: the music, feel the dance. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com, and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. Thanks again.